Hello and welcome to Think About Eurovision, a Eurovision podcast with me, Chris, a Eurovision fanatic from the UK. And me, Kim, a Eurovision fanatic from Canada. Uh, today is another one of our bonus mini episodes, the DNQ files, the Did Not Qualify files, where we take a look at a song that either failed to make it to the grand final or failed to make it to Eurovision at all. And to follow on from uh, last week's main episode, we're going to take a look at a song that failed to make it to the grand final of the 2010 Eurovision Song Contest. I'm excited for this one. You you never know what you're going to get with the DNQ files. I love some. I don't love some. Um, and in 2010, I felt uh, there were a number of songs that were like, you know, okay. So I'm I'm um, I'm wondering if this one might bump one off the list in my books as one that should have made it to the final. Yeah, it's entirely possible because for me, there was a lot of middling songs, songs that were middling to average. They were fine. They didn't blow me away. I didn't hate them. Exactly. So uh, what country are we going to be listening to today? We are going to Lithuania today, a country who's never won Eurovision yet. Interesting. And um, how far did this song make it? Uh, So it made it to... Um, Eurovision, it made it through their selection process, but it didn't make it to the grand final. Um, In its semi-final, um, it was in the second semi-final, it came 12th, so it missed out by two songs. So, pretty narrow. I um, I wonder if Lithuania is going to bump one off for, uh, for me. I think there's a good shot. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's definitely got its chances. Um, so, the song we're looking at um is Eastern European Funk by Inculto. Okay, well, I think that that title sounds very promising. I like some some funk. It, yeah, good you like funk. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't call it a funk song. Oh, no. <laughs> then that title is very misleading. <laughs> um, let, shall we have a listen to it and see what you I think, think? I think we should. Let's just dive in. Right then. So weird seeing so many people sat down at Eurovision. I know I, you're. We're used to seeing them like up and partying. Oh, this is off to a great start. They're all like miming instruments. Bit of kazoo action. There is so much kazoo right now. I immediately am digging this. I want to know if the kazoo's are pre-recorded or if they're playing them live because I it's, it's not really an instrument, but it is an instrument. I think it would qualify as an instrument. Is this like, so is this a mix of acapella and kazoos and that's it? No, I hear percussion now. There was a moment there where I was like, hang on. Is this all mouth music? Okay, now the beat has picked up and now they're handing out foam instruments. So instead of just miming the air now they have like <laughs> foam <laughs> okay a hundred percent this would have bumped some out of the final for me i actually think i would have scored this really high <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's like like a crotch cupping high note moment 
So it's not a funk song, it's a ska song. So I'm, I'm duty-bound to love it. Like, it really is, yeah. Like, it's called funk, but the beat is ska. But like, I am so delighted by this. <laughs> the whole thing. The song is great. The vibe is fun. The performances are fun. It is a crying shame that this did not make it to the final. <gasps> they just ripped off their plaid pants and now they have sequined... Sparkly hot pants. <laughs> hot pants on, yes. <laughs> They're sort of doing awkward line dancing in their sequined hot pants. It's amazing. <laughs> now they're just like doing random like weird running man like just like awkward funny dance moves and then a big finish that was great that absolutely should have made made it uh, crying shame it didn't because there's so many songs that was better than in my opinion that i agree i mean not only would that have been in the final in my book but i would have scored it very highly i wow. mean okay yes like i think that would have been in my top 10 definitely same i think top five material for me that one yeah i'm trying to think back so um when we did our scorings last week we had uh in the number one spot you had remind me do you remember my number one was turkey um, the right, uh, yes. new metal band, and then number two was the winning song, which was Germany. Yes, Germany, yes, yes, yes. And my winning song was Albania, and my one number two, I think, was Ukraine. Yeah, I, honestly, I, I mean, like thinking about what our tops were, I would have put this top five for me also. I can't believe that didn't make it. So, um. Uh, I mean, I'll have to look uh, just for my own interest. Which were the songs that were in the second final that this one was up against? Because I'm inclined to think because I am so flabbergasted that this didn't make it. It must have been a really like heavy competition in the second final or something. Maybe all the best songs ended up in that one for some reason. So in the second semifinal, we had Turkey, my number one. Uh, yes. That that was the winner of that se that semi final. Yeah, very also, strong contender. There was also Azerbaijan, Georgia, Romania. So Paula selling an Ovi with their double ended uh, Perspex piano. Yes. Uh, Denmark. In a moment like this, I mean, I can't remember Denmark's um, entry. Um, I remember it vaguely. I did. <laughs> I scored it sort of middle of the pack. Yeah, exactly. Not memorable. Um, no. Armenia, Apricot Stone, I remember that one, so that one gets a pass for me to stay in the yeah, uh, I, final. Yeah, I scored my Armenia quite high. Ukraine, that's also in the uh, top 10 from that semi-final. Mm. Um, Israel, um, Ireland, Neve Kavanagh, and Cyprus. So those were the 10 that qualified from that semi-final. So I guess, I mean, it was sort of a mixed bag. Like, I, I scored Israel quite low, if I recall correctly. I think I scored... Because he was very pitchy, wasn't he? Yes. We both scored him low. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, I would have put the, uh, Lithuania uh, that we just listened to above that one. Um, Cyprus, too. I believe I scored quite low. Then there were several sort of middle of the pack. Ireland was middle of the pack for me. Um, I believe Azerbaijan was high to middle. But then there were also some of my favorites in this one, right? So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I guess a mixed bag, but definitely some in there that I would have scored this higher. 
Now, there is a little bit of an issue with a song. You, you know, I've oh. said before, I a, a, any sort of hint of politics in Eurovision is a crying shame. Right. There are some political lyrics in this song. So, um, the, the song is basically a protest at the Western world for neglecting its part in Central Europe. Um, so one of the lines in that song is, Yes, sir, we are legal, though we are not as legal as you. No, sir, we're not equal, no, though we are both from the EU. So oh. it's got a political message in there. It's a valid political message. I have no problem with the message, but... Yes. Not in Eurovision. I mean, I I feel like in this case... Because, I mean, so I understand your point. Absolutely. You've made the point before, which I think is very valid that this is like not the place for politics. It's for the language of music to bring, you know, countries together. It's a, you know, universal, um, universal language of togetherness. Right. So I get it. But I feel like this was not that blatant. I mean, if you had not sort of spelled it out for me with the lyrics, and I know that I am one that is kind of like oblivious (laughs) to lyrics. So maybe this is not a good example, but I would not have dwelled on that as a political point versus someone who like gets up to accept their award for instance and makes a political speech that is you know sort of out of left field um but uh but yeah i think if we're like looking at the rules in their you know strictest form then you're right that would probably not not um not fly so was that something that was considered in the reason why they did not score highly do you think or i think it was because people don't like Scar, in all honesty. I just think Scar oh, so is a was... very... I think more than anything, it was a, a musical taste issue that way didn't make it to the final. Um, oh, that's too bad. I think Scar, I consi- Scar is niche. I'm aware of that. I wouldn't consider myself a Scar fan, though, and I enjoyed this immensely. I do find that, um, although we know from my scoring, it's very obvious that I have my own musical preferences and I lean towards those in a lot of cases. But I love that Eurovision also kind of like... Um, opens me up to genres of music that I wouldn't normally gravitate towards. And I think that this is one, like Ska isn't something that I would like put on and listen to. It's not one that I, you know, would gravitate towards, but I was delighted by this despite not being a Ska fan. So it's too bad. I completely agree with you on um, sort of Eurovision opening people up to different music. I would have never prior to uh, 2020 have been sort of person who would listen to a Russian rave pop band like Little Big or mm. like Ukrainian electro folk music um, in a form of Go A. Um, so today I went out for uh, my first run in over a year and I put loads of um, Go A's music on it because it's just so sort of uh, high end, not high energy, that's not the right phrase. It's like just super intense, like boss battle music from video games. That not the sort of video games I would ever play, but it's what I imagine that sort of music sounds like. Yeah, like in your face, kind of gets your heart racing. It gets your blood pumping. It's that sounds the like right good running mindset. music. Yeah, yeah, just something to kind of like get you going. And I find that it's like if you have a good beat, where it's like every like footstep hits a hits a beat in the song. That really kind of like pumps you up for a good run i say this as if i'm a runner i am not but (laughs) But (laughs) i have run before (laughs) you've run once or twice that's right yeah exactly (laughs) but yeah i 
So prior to many Eurovision con- song contests, there's music I would never listen to. So like mm-hmm. I say, Russian rave pop, Ukrainian sort of folk tronica. Um, so I, I, I even like, you know, Portuguese ballads. Yeah. You know, when it's done well and, you know, by someone like um, a little little uh, guy from Portugal who looks like Fievel the Mouse. <laughs> I don't know what name you're looking for name. there. Oh, Salvador Sobral. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I knew exactly who you were talking about, but I am just the worst. I'm the worst with names. I I was no help. I'm sorry. My weakness is faces. I struggle to recognize faces. It takes me ages to learn somebody's face. Really? That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, when I was younger, I worked in retail for a long time. And um, I would like pass people in the mall or in the street. I mean, I, Halifax is a small enough city that you see people all the time right and i i got to a point where i didn't know i was if like do i genuinely know this person or is this just a customer that i've had in the store (laughs) you know it's like i just uh everyone blended together i recognized everyone but had no idea how i knew them so i feel like i have the opposite problem um so yeah we've uh kind of smashed through that one um that song uh it didn't help but it was also a shorter song which as you talking about short songs i like when countries send a shorter song than the three minutes i like when a country doesn't use the full three minutes that they're allowed it shows Why? to me that they've not gone with the intention of writing a song for eurovision oh they didn't they, follow the formula they've just gone with a song that is a good yeah so like the uk for 2020 uh last year his song was about two minutes 40 seconds it was a decent song. Right. Because yes. in my head, this is just how I see it. In my brain, if we're Eurovision, I don't know. But in my head, if you bring a song that's not three minutes and not in the key of C, you've not written a song for Eurovision. You've written a song and then submitted it for Eurovision. That's mm-hmm. how I see it. Yeah. I could be wrong. Oh, uh, that makes sense. I think you're you're probably right for the vast majority of cases. Like if you're going through the music camp and following the Eurovision formula, it would probably be like three minutes on the dot. But uh but yeah, so this one came in a little uh, a little under. It was pretty short. But they packed a lot of punch in their in their short time span. We had <laughs> we had hot pants, we had music miming we had kazoos i mean what more do you want <laughs> what what more do you could you ever possibly want yeah exactly well i loved that one that was that was uh one of my favorite dnqs i think i'm gonna have to find something bad for next time <laughs> <laughs> something that we both can't stand because we've yeah, had two <laughs> we've had too many things that we enjoyed lately right yeah give us one where we can really uh like bash it (laughs) just for fun what the world needs now is some negativity right i know right (laughs) okay well maybe not but still it's fun every once in a while to just kind of like put on our critical hat and (laughs) talk about pitchy performances and whatnot like when we enjoyed katie price's um dnq episode that was so bad (laughs) that was so bad I mean, sometimes it is fun to watch something that's terrible. <laughs> the car crash you can't take your eyes off. That's right. Right then. Well, next time we'll be discussing the 1993 uh, Eurovision Song Contest uh, from the Republic of Ireland. Um, so 
Until next time, bye. Bye. La 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 la